Okay, hi and welcome to another episode of Arrow Bandwidth. I am, as per always, joined by my beautiful, gorgeous co-host from the north, Mr. Richard Holmes. I was just about to say, Hannah's not from the north. Hello, I everyone. Am, I actually am. Yes, she actually oh, is, you mate. Yeah. We had this conversation in season yeah. one. Just ah, lost my sorry. accent. Get with it. <laughs> Obviously, as you can probably hear, our producer and fantastic uh, person at the, uh, at the dials and the controls... The, the woman on, woman on the wheel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm a hamster. <laughs> Quite sorry. I did think uh, you said Hannah on the Jenny. wheel then as well. Yeah, on the wheels, say, yeah. the wheels, the wheels, ah, the mixing right. desk. Okay, okay. And then we are joined today by uh, by one of our other marketing managers, Miss Carolina Peck. Oh, it's so lovely to be here. Really exciting. Ooh, special guest. <laughs> <laughs> great to have you here. Why are you laughing? Sound more enthusiastic. Say are you very enthusiastic? Awesome. Okay, so... Today is going to be ever so slightly different because uh, we just decided to do a, a podcast on basically social selling, B2B marketing through social platforms, how they've evolved over time. I am basically going to not talk that much because it's not my area of expertise, but we thought it'd be a really valuable podcast because as, um, as the social marketing strategies have evolved over time, I think they've become more refined. I think that a lot of people still think that just posting some stuff on Twitter is a social marketing strategy mm. and... The girls may tell me I'm wrong in a minute, but I think things have evolved significantly, and I've got basically two of the experts in the room. Um, so Rich and I are going to uh, are going to take a bit of back seat on this one, and uh, and we're going to pretty much hand it over. So I don't know how you guys want to start, but fundamentally, talk 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 to me about social social marketing strategies. What is a social marketing strategy? Yes, that is a good starting point. Thank you very good much, save. Richard. Thank you. Well, I think, David, you actually picked on quite an important part there, is that it's not, it's not about just being able to schedule in a couple of tweets a day, a LinkedIn post, a Facebook post, and thinking that's going to p- position your brand somewhere, position yourself somewhere. It goes very much beyond just kind of posting or repurposing content and putting those messages out there. Um, I think there's a few things that um, brands, but also kind of social advocates for those brands that m- need to be more aware of in terms of how they're actually communicating online, is um, you know having an opinion. Um, you know, don't have an opinion that is going to get you in trouble. Make sure it's still aligned with um, like the identity of the company that you work for, or maybe your own brand. Um, but have an opinion. Have something to say. Make sure that you're part of um, a community and a conversation, um, because that's that's how you build kind of awareness of yourself and your brand and maybe the company that you're working for and you start to become kind of a leader in your field through doing that. Um, And I think another thing in terms of what brands need to do, so when we look at B2B, so B2C socials being used on kind of so many different ways, you know, the the rise in the consumer services on, on things like Twitter and Facebook is just kind of a... It's a crazy level that it's got to in that in that respect, but how B two B can actually kind of monopolise on that is thinking about how they want to be identified on in social media. So it's not just oh read this, look at what we did here, like read about something that someone in our business said, but actually forming an identity for yourself online. So you know what is your company all about? If, you know. It gives an opportunity for a business that could be selling something really boring or something that no one knows about, but it's absolutely um, intrinsic to how businesses actually perform and run their businesses or anything like that. 
it's boring. It could be really boring stuff, but there's a way of making it interesting, and there'll be an element of it that other people that may, might not be the audience that you think you're going after are actually like really engaged with, and that's going to kind of grow grow your business into different fields, but also grow kind of your opinion on certain things as well. Uh, well, to me, basically, a lot of business partners are coming uh, to this office asking about what is social media strategy and, and how to leverage your brand uh, using social media. Uh, very often, they will think that it's all in hands of marketing teams. Mm -hmm. They will think that you will grow awareness through those accounts. And whereas in B2C, it's kind of easier because, as Hannah, you mentioned, um, social media and B2C is, is growing and is utilized for customer services. It's utilized for brand awareness. Um, you can really engage with the con uh, consumer. Uh, whereas in B2B, there's this challenge that we are a brand and um, there's and we are selling something a little bit more boring, especially in IT, and it's really hard to engage with the audience. Uh, what you should remember always is that social media strategy is a collaborative uh, element that needs to be done with all your business. So it needs to engage uh, the sales team, it needs to engage the operations team, the finance team, because all of these people, they have connections um, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, mm. and these ones are way more relevant than what the brand can actually generate. And also, they're the people that have got something to say. They're exactly. the people that are moving your business forward, and actually, they're the people you want to talk for you. You don't want it just exactly. to come from the brand. You want someone who loves what they do, who are totally sold with the business that they work for, <laughs> to actually shout about it and use those people in that way and give them the power, exactly. empower them to do that. These people offline are building a lot of valuable relationships they go to events they take part in workshops they should be taking part in social media strategy because this is social media is sort of to me like an extension of real life so yeah. people you cannot reach during those events and workshop you can reach them on social so you should build that influencers base among your business and mm. and outside of your business really and you should uh, and you should post and, and promote the message of your company through those people that are actually engaging within your business, not just for the brand account, uh, because that's, that's always going to be difficult. So for me, social media is an opportunity for actually, especially sales and marketing teams to come and work together. So the strategy, the content should be built together. Sales guys, they are the ones that go out uh, to clients. They get the message that the clients want to hear about. Um, they will talk to the clients directly, so they will have a lot to say on social later, and they can bring in this content and help marketing teams generate the content that will be shareable, that could go viral. I think the networking point is really important, because if you think of how we did business in, say, the 70s and 80s, and kind of, you know closed door clubs, you know, making sure, you know, you're always at the parties after work, uh, making sure you're going to those kind of social events and stuff. Well, the way that we work now, you know, there isn't a party every night. There isn't people to network with that you've got to meet to be able to grow your business or to grow yourself and your own brand. Um, and I think it's a way of making more out of the, the moments that you do meet potential customers or customers that you're, you're kind of growing with is that you can meet them that one time um, share LinkedIn, um, add them on LinkedIn, 
share yeah. Twitter handles. And from that moment, you will always be a part of their network. They will always see what you post. You can engage with them. If, you're, if you see an article that you had a kind of a brief conversation with someone, you can be like, oh, look at this. You know, we had a conversation about this a couple of weeks ago. I've just seen this. Like, what do you think about it? And it's a way of constantly keeping engaged with those people um, and actually kind of selling yourself as well as... Um, kind of what you're talking about and making yourself more interesting you know maybe you're not great at first impressions maybe you're meeting someone and you're like oh gosh actually like I did not come off well or maybe I had a couple too many beers like that wasn't a good way for me to present myself you can transform how you do that with social you know you can change the tone of how you present yourself and how you're presenting your the business you work for as well by by kind of utilizing those different platforms cool so I mean I must admit, I, I'm very much of the opinion in, in the same way. I very rarely bother with business cards now. I just literally swap LinkedIn details mm. because actually I find that a much more useful way to collaborate with someone. Um, and, you know, you can you can private message, you can do all that good stuff. But from a brand amplification perspective, what is the social platform of choice? And obviously I'm guessing, does it differ between different industries? Does it differ, differ between different brands? different sort of outcomes you're trying to reach as a, as a business? It, it does. I mean, first exercise you need to do as a marketing specialist in, in any company, you need to sit down and think who is your target audience. So what I often advise is that you actually speak to your current clients, to your current prospects that you have this good relationship with, and you ask them, where are you guys active apart from obviously offline? What do you do um, in, on your daily basis? Do you use Twitter? Do you use LinkedIn? What kind of content do you like reading? So this is the first thing you should do because, as I said, social media exists for us to um, to facilitate this communication outside of, uh, of offline, really. It, it gives us a chance to, to reach out. So what you need to do, really, you need to think, as with any other marketing activity, who is your target audience and what content they interact <coughs> with. So... Usually, it's going to be Twitter and LinkedIn, especially here in the UK. But I know there are markets that will use, for instance, Facebook. Um, there is this business partner that we have that uh, they sort of promote themselves in Middle East as well. And apparently, this is where Facebook is big, yeah. also for B2B. <coughs> so you really need to sit down and you need to go through your current uh, base of cost customers. You need to think of who you want to target and you need to do your market research. Yeah, I think as well... Um, it's what you can actually take on. So you might find that um, you've got your whole audience is using Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Google+. Um, but what can you actually manage? If you can only do Twitter and you can only do that well, then only do Twitter. Like, don't think you've got to spread yourself thin. Um, you know, pick one and grow from there as opposed to thinking you've got to have your finger in every single social media pie. So that was going to be one of my questions. <clears throat> There's there's a whole raft of platforms out there, and if if we agree that you know a, a social media strategy isn't, it's not just the domain of the marketing department. Everyone, from the receptionist through to the MD and the FD and the CEO, is carries a level of responsibility. How do you get everybody active? engaged and how do you manage various platforms how do you get mm. value from the knowledge that everybody in your organization has 
and the opinion around that knowledge that they've got? Well, definitely you need to be social within your workplace. So if you have good contact, if you have good relationships uh, with your co-workers, with your staff, uh, you can promote social. You can you, you can um, even implement a lot of tools. There is Hootsuite, for instance. I guess that's the most popular one. But there's others also exist. others exist. There's TweetDeck. <laughs> there's a Sprinkler that we're using. There's a variety of platforms, and you can get all the social networks within your business. Uh, you can get them on a dashboard, mm -hmm. on one social media dashboard, and you can start collaboration. Social media is not only the platforms that we use to communicate, so Twitter, um, so LinkedIn and others. It's also about how you collaborate between each other uh, using other tools such as uh, social media dashboards, collaboration tools. There's Trello, for instance, uh, one of the social media uh, collaboration tools out there where you can share content. When There's Yammer. There's Yammer that you can use within your organization and share content. Mm -hmm. And you can find other stuff, interesting pieces of content for your mm. colleagues to share and say that, in my opinion, this article should be shared by you because you're the expert on that. So we should feed each other content on a daily mm. basis within the organization. Yeah. We should come up with a good practice for that. And then we can go out to the public. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be a bit controversial, just for a change. Wow. Um, we have an internal social network. I won't mention names. But I feel it's incredibly underutilized as a platform. True. You know, and the honest truth is, how would you go about fixing it? Not necessarily you know, for us, but I mean for for an organization, how what are the sort of starter for ten steps? I mean, mm. how do you kick jumpstart social engagement internally so then you can essentially because surely if it's rife if social engagement is rife internally. Is it easy to do it externally, or actually, is it easy to do it the other way around? Do you start externally and bring it internally? And also, mm. I suppose it depends vastly on the, the age and the demographic of individual you've actually got in your particular organization, with all due respect, not being ageist, but I mean, if you've got a bunch of 50, 60 year old people, I would imagine by, other than you, Rich, you're 70. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Son, <laughs> you're a good for a seventy-year-old. <laughs> anyway, so, so you know, how do, how would you a kickstart and b is it easier to do it in inbound or outbound essentially mm, for, out, from questions. the inside out or from the outside in? Yeah, I think that's when you look at who you have within your within your teams and within your company. So if you already have, um, you know, you might have a really young um, kind of graduate employee base who are all really engaged in social and actually they have all the skills they're already engaging um, and it's just bridging the gap between them engaging you know constantly about their own message and bringing them on board to actually amplify your own and bring them into the brand and use them as those social advocates um, but then I think if you've got the reverse of that and actually you've got or you've got a really um, a, 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 oh, sorry the microphone um a kind of a getting very, getting very very passionate about this particular <laughs> topic aren't you Anna? if you've got an employee base that is really broad and you've got um 
a high level of engagement from certain areas in the business, business, but then a level of engagement that is non-existent in other elements, I think then you've got to capture and understand what those people are talking about and understand that if it's actually all like the techies, for example, that are talking, it's like you, you find the best way to get their message out there and not trying to make them say something that you know, the brand wants them to say, but actually using them to be kind of social advocates um, for yourself. So I think it's kind of identifying what skills you've already got in-house when you're looking at external social media. But I think internal um, and using platforms, kind of like ideas plat platforms and social platforms internally, um, it's really trying to understand what you want to achieve with that. So is it that you want to share ideas? Um, is it that you want to be able to to bring projects together in that way. So you want to get people from maybe the, the UK organization or the global team to actually start communicating and sharing ideas on that level. Like, what is the reason you want to use social media internally? Mm. Um, and if it is just to share things that you've seen so you can then help amplify an external message, then that's a whole a totally different kind of kettle of fish, really. So I think it's totally understanding what you want to do with it why, and then working out how you then integrate that into the day-to-day -day of um, your employees. So, you know, if it's an idea-sharing platform, so if it's somewhere that you go and you go, look, I've had this idea, I think it fits really well with this, it fits with our kind of growth strategy, you know, what do you, what do you think? And then you get the VP engaging with that, and they're like, actually, that's great, you know, we need to talk about this, I'm going to bring these people on board, yeah. and we're going we're gonna to go from there. And it's that kind of ideas platform. It needs to be integrated in people's, um, not kind of day-to-day, -day, but like um, kind of, you know, you'd be checking fortnightly, or you'd feel comfortable enough with the platform, like you could share that idea. You wouldn't be penalised for it, you could kind of... Um, shout out about things when they're going wrong or shout out about things when they're going really well. Um, so it's understanding what you want to do and then how it fits into someone's kind of daily life within the workplace. So I think you've kind of answered a question I was going to ask, which was if we assume yeah, well, we, can, we can get people on this journey to sort of adopt and sort of be, be voices for the organisation, how do you measure the success of a social media strategy. Having clear goals from the start obviously is a must, but how do you measure the return on the investment with either you know the technology behind it or the, the time in educating staff and then mm. you know what what you actually get them to do? And also just to add a little bit to that, what is a clear goal of a social strategy? You know, I think is it you want to go viral? Mm -hmm. is, it, is, is it extreme as that? Or are there sort of social goals that, or goals that sit sort of more front and centre of the business? Is it awareness? Is it, I don't know. Well, I'd say, sorry, I just, want, I just want to say one thing and then you can, you can start. Is that I think being, thinking that your aim is to be viral is a really short-term short -term strategy. Mm. So to think you're going to do, you know, you're going to work and put all this stuff in to hopefully get viral. Like, it, I just think that is something that you shouldn't aim for. It should be something that if you've done it well, you'll get to that place. But it should never be kind of like the end goal is that mm. we're going to make this viral because it becomes obvious. Like, 
people on the internet aren't stupid if it looks like are you sure <laughs> but it's you know as soon as something looks like an advert or as soon as it goes viral and actually realize that a massive spend you know Saatchi and Saatchi created it you start to feel fooled yeah. and you start yeah, yeah, to yeah. actually it starts to question what you think about the brand so you know if something's going viral and actually it's an example that Arrow has actually done themselves is we had um a five years out video, which is um, part of the aerospace. Oh, yeah, that was area awesome. of our business. Yeah, and yeah. there was um, a Lego build. Um, yeah, Lego paper build plane yeah. builder so, thing. Yeah, just to just to fill you in on that. So essentially, you can Google it, go to YouTube, and just put Arrow Aeroplane um, or Arrow Paper Aeroplane or anything like that, and essentially it will pull up a video where we built the world's first, I think, fully automated Lego paper airplane machine. Now. A lot of people might say, that is ridiculous. But, oh my God. So cool. It was so cool. <laughs> and, and got played in uh, 2015's Super Bowl commercials. Yeah. Advert break, wasn't it? Yeah, in yeah. advert break. But you know, that's, that's how you put, so that's how you, you're positioning the stuff you're putting out there as a brand. That's the, you know, you want to pay for that ad slot in the Super Bowl. But actually, that video subsequently went viral. It had, you know, hundreds of thousands of hits. Um, there was, we then put out the... Um, how we made it video. Yeah. Um, it was kind of all over well, Reddit. We made it people in started hours as well. Yeah, and people started to try and build their own and all that kind of stuff. And that's the stuff you can't plan for. You can't think, right, I'm mm. gonna make this video and it's gonna go viral and that's gonna be really good for my brand. You need to be creating stuff like that, which it represents the kind of the ideas around what your company's doing and what you believe in um, and kind of visualizing that. Um, yes, yeah, so we've had uh, 689,000 views on one channel. Hundred and something thousand on another. Yeah, there's been a lot of views. But, but social media, I think, uh, most of all, is not a standalone activity. Yeah. So you need to integrate it uh, within the marketing strategy mm. of a whole company. The contents that everybody is going to post, repost, and share, whatever your business has produced, is a marketing content. Yeah. It, it, it has a URL that leads to your website. Um, this this content is later on used in email shots. It's used in offline activities. You take it to workshops with you. Um, you get people to register uh, to events uh, via social. So this is how you really measure the ROI. This is where you will see the return because the more people will share the, the stuff that your marketing team is producing, um, as it was with the Lego video, uh, the, the more you will see on other of your channels uh, more views, mm. uh, more registration. Uh, more engagement. So, so this is how you measure it. This is just another channel of communication. It shouldn't be standalone. So it's, a, it's essentially a data gathering exercise. You're trying to gather data about the people that you've actually engaged with on social and get them to click through. Yeah. We're being very, very raw and blunt about it, taking out the, you know, the beautifulness that is social that you <laughs> there do is believe the aspect in. of that. But it is well, fundamentally because, yeah. I mean, one of the problems we have with this podcast, because obviously this podcast is sort of fundamentally social and, and uh, I'm incredibly proud of the fact that we have sent out how many emails to date to actually market this podcast? I think one. One. And that was an internal. Yeah. Yeah. And that actually had a no words, had like two words and a video. It was a video, yeah. Watch this. Watch <laughs> this now. You will not regret um, this. Yeah, you will not regret <laughs> this. You know, so I'm quite proud of that. And actually we've had a lot of success because we've got a good follower yeah. base now. We've got a good subscriber base. Still but big in you know, this is that's not the first <laughs> that's not the first time Arrow's done something mm. like that. So um, we I don't know if listeners are familiar with the Solution Station, um, which is a platform from Arrow where you can kind of 
look at different products and how you would then um, build that into a kind of a solution um, and solve different kind of need objectives for your customers um, by kind of looking at complementary products to ones maybe you're already selling. Um, but that whole site was all built from social. So we took it from quite, you know, there was a small number of vendors on there. We had kind of a small scale social kind of operation behind it. Um, and for a year, we didn't send out one email um, the whole thing was social, um, and we apps, you know, we've built that site to the point where we actually can't cope with it anymore. It's huge, um, and you know, we're now dealing with how we deal with that growth, mm -hmm. which is really exciting. But you know, none of that is from email. We've kind of turned it on yeah. its head and tried to, um, to to reach our audience in a different way. But I think as an organization, we are pretty good at it because we actually identified there's a lot of influencers uh, yeah. between ourselves mm. and we are promoting and we are being very personal about yeah. it. We're actually sharing our passion for technology. And I think this is this is the success because there's this invaluable aspect of uh, social media, which is brand awareness. And the more people within the organization engage with it, the, the more success you'll have. I think, I think the thing for me, and I'm, I'm going to kind of bring it down to to my experience. Um, so I, I'm part of a team of nine now, and predominantly we're pre-sales, technical specialists, vendor aligned. What you fairly typically find in the channel at a distributor, or even probably at reseller level. And yeah, for me, it's quite an easy one to put put a value on, which I suppose was a bit unfair, a bit of a loaded question earlier. But all my guys have a massive amount of experience, skills, knowledge, but to be brutally frank, it, it's worth nothing unless that knowledge is shared. So so social for me, uh, my team, I hope, is <coughs> it's that shop window. It's that ability not just to put out Arrow as a brand, but themselves as a brand. It's about how they got another, as you were saying earlier, Caro, it's an, another touch point with our customers. It's about being a shop window for the potential, you know, partners and customers of the future. Um, also, a way of showing the vendors how we're trying to innovate and what yep. we're trying to do. You know, there's there's a lot of value. With with my guys, uh, you know, they're all pretty much uh, pre-sales, um, technical advisors, technical TAMs, technical account managers. And, you know, they've got a massive amount of experience, a um, lot of skills and knowledge and depth in the specialist areas. But to be blunt, you know what? It, it, the value that we can get from that as, as Arrow and, and also as, as, as themselves, as individuals, as their own brand, you know, social allows us to amplify that because, you know, getting their opinions, getting their content out through social, it's, um, it's a way of, it's another touch point for our uh, current partners, another way to, to engage with them. It's a shop window for our potential partners of the future. Uh, and also it's a way of just creating that feedback loop from, from partners and vendors alike. And almost, I suppose, we're kind of doing it without realizing. It's that way of, uh, of sharing and validating information amongst the group. So it's almost that intranet as, as well as a social out, outward bound um, piece of uh, piece of technology a way to engage for us so and that must help if your team is all around the country as well oh yeah massively so Definitely. there's uh, you know there's probably two three at most based in any one location so yeah how do you yeah how do you communicate regularly mm. it's another good point social really media is just another communication channel really like it's like you wouldn't have a phone in the office you can't afford that 
it's just easier to communicate. You mm. reach a wider group. You just can't afford not to well, use it. Well, that comes back to your comment earlier on about it being an extension of normal sort of existence, right? Exactly. I think one of the biggest problems I see is social media and social networks and that whole piece is seen as a bit of a nice-to-have often in organisations and a bit of a, well, people just don't really understand how to engage properly. As I said, mm -hmm. right at the start of the show, they send a few tweets, they maybe put a LinkedIn post on, they're not measuring the engagement, they're not measuring you know, the ROI, they don't see an ROI there for six months later and they haven't gained any direct business off the back of it and they turn around and go, you know what, it didn't work, they let's just crack on. They don't know what's appropriate as well to, yeah. to post. But what I always say is that whatever you are willing to say in public during a public event or the phone to somebody on a conference call, this kind of things will be appropriate for social media, for business-to-business mm. -business social media. You have to show your personal face a little bit as well. You can't just post, read this, this blog post is interesting, um, margins and technical stuff all around mm. it. You have to show your face a little bit as well. You have to be engaging. That's how we behave during events. That's how we behave on conference calls. We should implement it into social as well. And I, yeah. I think as well as the workforce moves to be more mobile and you don't work nine to five, you know, you might actually pick up most of your stuff and be doing a lot of work, you know, at midnight you can still engage you know there's still people awake at midnight there's still things you can talk about at midnight that can be picked up in the morning if you're using the right hashtag or you're engaging with the right people mm. it doesn't matter when you talk when you're on social media if it's the right message and you're talking to the right people um you're still going to have that impact and one of you two were telling me last week about when we post out some of our stuff is saturday morning because saturday morning funny enough not me, because I have kids and they keep me busy enough. But a lot of people in the industry, instead of reading the newspaper on Saturday morning, yeah. they're they picking, go through LinkedIn. They go through LinkedIn yeah. or they're looking at mm. TechCrunch and they're on there actually yeah. consuming this, this sort Content. of information, which is, which is an interesting dynamic because back in the day, business ran 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. Now it runs 24, 6, really. Yeah, I mean, that behavior didn't change because I would imagine that on Saturday morning with your breakfast you would normally read the newspaper but, you'd, but, sure but you'd now read it you for, have your phone yeah, but you'd read it. you wouldn't be reading it for work purposes though, would you? You'd be reading it for you personal per, well, what you thought about the news or something like that rather than but looking so, through LinkedIn. So I think there's a few levels to that I think when you're on LinkedIn you might not be looking specifically for a work related thing if LinkedIn is your network if that they're the people you know mm -hmm. you know you it's you know you might not use Facebook anyway LinkedIn is the place that you go to yeah. you're actually going there for a feed of different information um, and I think it kind of all factors into the the fact the internet has made us more curious people so we want to know more we want to learn more and you know, we would quite like people to recognise that we're, we're reading articles and things like that. So that's why you use, you know, platforms like LinkedIn and the fact LinkedIn have brought out Pulse, which mm. is, um, you know, a different way of actually, um, you know, digesting that kind of information. Um, but I think, absolutely, you know, absolutely with the fact that people are using it on kind of a weekend, it's something that I know I do. I kind of go through that. I'll go through Reddit and there'll be stuff that I'm curious about. And then I realise how it can actually impact my day-to-day -day work mm. um, in ways that, you know, it doesn't say 
channel marketing manager on there is not telling mm. me it's related yeah. to my work. It's reading stuff and digesting it in a way that be becomes relevant. Yeah, it's finding new tools, finding new content, because social media is great to source content for yourself. If you have a blog in your company, um, if you're thinking of running a campaign, this is an unbelievable database of content that, that you can reuse, that you can not copy and paste, okay. obviously, but so you can research. Oh, go on, Rich. You Sorry, I was going to say, my, my final comment on sort of this part of the conversation is going to be it's the content piece people will probably be be more open to to reading or watching or listening to something on a saturday morning if they find it interesting if yeah. they find yeah. it engaging and you've got to get that balance right just as you said earlier cara you know don't just retweet don't just you know regurgitate what other people are doing you've got to pull your own you got content yeah. together. You've so got to have an opinion, a, you've got to give it a, a go. There's a big thing in the B2C world is all about micro moments. So you're constantly online, you're constantly on your phone. How do you capture someone in a micro moment when they're online? They might be yeah. online searching for a specific thing that they are looking for. How do you capture them in that kind of 30 seconds yeah. to actually position your brand or your product? And I think with B2B, that's absolutely how you can use tools such as Twitter or LinkedIn is being there at the right time. So it's getting your message across in a way that you might not have thought of before so you know we've been taking up for example you know um arrow bandwidth at times that we know people are commuting yeah. um you know at times that we know that they're probably watching their kids watch play in the football game and actually they could yeah. be listening to this at the same time so it's capturing people in moments when they've got downtime or they're you know what they're doing means you can fit that into the same message yeah. so that that's a really interesting point and i want to bring one last thing before we before we wrap up and that is um yeah, everything we've just spoken about requires a level of discovery. So though I want to finish on your top tip on how to enhance your discoverability on a social platform. Because I think this is all great, but if you can't be discovered sort of almost serendipitously by, you know, new clients, because let's be honest about this is this isn't about it's not only about you know, remarketing to your existing client base or your existing social network. It's about growing and it's about people discovering you and then reading your opinions, liking your opinions, then obviously in a B2B world, spending the money with you. So how do you, how do you enhance your discoverability? Carolina. You need to engage. You definitely need to engage with your customers and with employees within those organizations and you need to mention them. You need to find content that are that is interesting to them, and you need to mention them in your tweets, in your LinkedIn updates. So you do that with people you didn't know, just to sort of try and uh, sort of drive a bit more discovery or get retweeted mm. into other people's timelines that you maybe didn't. As I said, know. social media is this kind of extension on what we would do yeah, in yeah. real life. There so find what's appropriate. If if you think it's appropriate, try it out. Why not? But definitely, you have clients you're engaged with very well outside of social media, mm. start a conversation with them. They have followers. The minute you will mention them, their followers will see you as well. So do that. This is the way to be discovered, definitely. Perfect. Hannah? I would say if you're going to have a LinkedIn profile or a Twitter handle or something like that, if you're going to invest in building that profile, then you need to be able to invest a certain amount of your time every day in engaging with that. So don't think it is a, as a task you have to do once a week, like, oh, gosh, I should probably check LinkedIn or, oh, I really should just, you know, go on Twitter and post a couple of things. Let it be part of your routine. You know, is it the thing you do when you're having your morning coffee? Is it what you do when you're, um, like, grabbing a bite to eat at lunchtime or something? Um, and... 
what you'll learn from that is you'll see the conversations that are being had and how you can engage with those. But also, on, especially on Twitter, where you can see what's trending, if there's anything in your industry or within, say, technology that's trending, how can you engage in that conversation? How can you take advantage of the hashtag? How can you engage with the people who are talking about something that's like-minded? Um, and if, uh, the, the most important thing is being is talking about the right thing. You know, if, if someone's talking about dog food and you go, oh, I've got a cat food I can sell you, like, it's wrong. You know, you don't want to be part of that conversation and no one's going to listen to you. You just become a spam. You just look like a bot or a troll or something like that. But if, you know, someone's talking about something, you might you don't know who they are. That's not the point of social. You don't need to have met them before. But if they're talking about something that you can engage with and you've got something to say about, then start talking to them. And definitely don't give up. It's it's a long task. It's it takes a lot of time. So if yeah. you won't have any results in a week or two, just don't give up. I think that is a really good point. Thank you very much, both of you. And on that point, I think we'll end the show. So thank you very very much, Carolina, as our, our special guest, Hannah. Thanks for having me on. It's it's nice to be behind the mic. Yeah. It was really exciting. Exactly. <laughs> just behind the wheels of steel. <laughs> Rich, you and I we put a bit of a back seat on this one, but. I like that. I like, I like that, that too. We'll get Set some, my feet off the desk now. Yeah, get some more guests in that we don't know anything about. Brilliant. <laughs> Please do. Brilliant. Thank you very much, guys. And uh, on that note, we will finish the show. So thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. See you soon. Cheers. Bye. 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 Bye.